I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say podcast, we are going to reflect on the weekend's action as Sunderland draw at Charlton and slip out of the playoff places, which is exciting, isn't it? Um, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, to do that, as always, is Gareth Barker. You okay? Right, yeah, not bad. Enjoy your little jolly up of the weekend? Jolly day off, up. And day off work today? Um, it was all right. It's good. Went, went and had some... Drinks and then went to well went to York. That's what I did, and then had lots of like stupid food last night. Was it just drinks, or were you like you know sightseeing around the city walls and stuff, and the city walls and every and the cathedral and all the other delights that York has no. for tourists? No, it was purely like a, um, a pub crawl. Well, not glorified pub crawl, pub really. Crawl. No, it wasn't. Wasn't that even that drunk? It was just, uh, um, just. Um, a few drinks really over the course of the day. It was like nice and sensible. Mm. What? Well, hold on a minute. Who were you with? With, with, with Matthew. Right. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> Tom. Um, uh, hello. Tom Walsh has joined us as well. And you're back in England as well for this. Yeah. Great, isn't it? You've uh, had a nice yeah. few days as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I. I've been in London for three days, having uh, not sensible amounts of drinking through each day. Um, so I'm very, very weary at the moment. And uh, yeah, uh, I, three days is enough for London. Only You can only have three days maximum in London because it's just, it's too much. There's too much walking, there's too much people, and there's too much beer. So I'm glad to be back in, yeah. back in the days. beautiful... Three days is a very long time in London. Yeah, if that's what, if that's the activities you're doing. Like I feel when you go there and watch Sunderland uh, at Wembley, uh, lose at Wembley, whenever that is, and whatever format that is, that two days seems like forever when you're down there. Yeah, and that. it's so, and like in the on paper it sounds great, a football match, and then last night I went to a gig, but then when you put it all together, when the time that gig finished, I was just I'm done, done, get me out of this city. You're like, don't do an encore, but just, just, just finish. Tired now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like twelve songs is enough. And now I think yeah. I want to, I want to go now. Depends but, who you're going to say twelve songs. Depends who you're going to see. Yeah, true. I didn't see no effects. That's like twenty minutes. Yeah, I saw, I saw Alkaline Trio. So that oh really? Been, oh exciting! Yeah. exciting. And, that would have been twelve. That would have been half an hour as well. Yeah, I will say though, <laughs> that it was brilliant because it was there just everyone. Like people in their mid thirties remembering what it was like to be in their early twenties. 
Um, oh, great, exciting. Yeah. So that was good. Happy days. Hmm. Just yes. to think about what's going on at the minute in the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dear me. Yeah. Dear yeah, me. Right. Um, okay. And you were at the game then, then Tom as well. So you're going to enlighten us um, as to <laughs> as to how things were that might not have come across uh, if you weren't in the match. But be, before all that, team selection. Um, good to see Broadhead back at the side, wasn't it? That was the jump out from the team sheet before the start of the game, wasn't it? But a bit of a, a tweaking in the system again as well. It was um, it was very surprising because um, I, did, I, I didn't know. They've been quite coy on how long these players are meant to be out for. And no but, stiff of a, a sub-appearance beforehand or anything. Yeah, I thought, I thought they would have kind of eased him back in, but it's like, nope, there he is. And to be fair, for a, a player who's been out since like before Christmas, he looked pretty sharp and... Yeah, I mean, it was just, I just felt it was one of those kind of frustrating games where it's, it's kind of indicative of why we're not getting uh, promoted automatically because, like, these games are the games that the top two find a way to win them. And we we struggled to break down what was quite a, a bad Charlton team that, didn't seem to have much like appetite for trying to win the game. They they seemed quite content for the nil nil to the point where they were even like time wasting uh, towards the end, which I thought was a bit um, sad, really. Um, and they'd lost five of the bounce before this as well, hadn't they? Yeah, they had, but I still think it's quite it's very like loser behaviour to like try and. Like play for time in a nil-nil draw against a team that's like one-one in eight. So, yeah. So uh, yeah. two ways, two ways of looking at this, all Gareth, isn't there? Because like you know, some will say, and 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 you've seen this mixed opinion on Twitter where you know Sunderland had so many chances or half chances where, um, you say you know what, like on any other day we would have won. That's still a positive upturn in performance. Let's be positive about it. And other people like Tom would say there is, you know, look, we're, 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 it's not good enough to to not pick up three points in these games and, and miss all the chances you did. How yeah. positive, stroke, negative are you feeling? Because that's the way you. Um, I think in terms of the way we played, set after the game, I thought we actually played better overall than we did in the Wigan game. Mm. In terms of, I mean, it was two different games and different. Prospects and obviously you have to manage the two games differently. Um, but I thought what the the positive elements were definitely our our shape in possession was clearly geared to having available players who could receive the ball in in areas and some. It's not a fluke sometimes when you see you know teams will often do it at us and like where they like break and also clear the ball away and they'll have bodies in areas where they can they can build moves. Um I mean we weren't breaking on t- on them because we did like like Tom's kind of addressed they didn't really attempt to win the game but it was just you always seem to have options available and we would sort of transition through the thirds and got into you know got into attacking areas we were getting more bodies in the box um you know creating those opportunities. Um I thought it was really positive, um, but you know they weren't great. Um, 
on the flip side, you could argue, well, we've played loads of rubbish teams and been beaten off them recently. Mm. Um, on you know, of, of, they've given us more of a game. That's where we um, are now. And you could say, well, it's it's positive that you know we we looked like much the better team in that game. And anyone who probably would have been there if they were new would have said, well, I don't know how Sunderland didn't win that game. Um, but it's what's gone before that creates the anxiety around the situation with the league table at the moment, doesn't it? It's the mm. the poor, you know, the you know, everything since the, the sacking of Lee Johnson seems to have been generally, um, you know, but you know, lurching from one mistake to the next, doesn't it? And that's why we and we paid the price for that now. So, um. I'm still, you know, if if we play the way we have done recently, last couple of games, I'm confident we'll get into the playoffs because I think we'll we'll do enough to win games. Mm. Um, what we got to hope is when we have a bad game, we don't we we can still stay in that game and and get something from it and not lose the game. Um, because obviously we're not going to play as well as we have done the last two games for the entirety of the rest of the season. So. Yeah, I would, I would agree. It's like the the way we played up until the finishing was fine, was really, really good, like quite exciting, quite bright. You know, as you said, we always had, we always seemed to have options. Pritchard seemed to be like running the show. And obviously that's when he gets injured because that's how it works with us. And the defence had absolutely like no pro- no problems. It looked really... I, like I really like like Jamajli. He's been the past two games. He's been fantastic, and I think in tandem with Bailey Wright, it, that's really helped. And also, Dennis Serkin seems to have found some yeah. form out of nowhere. Which I don't know if this system just suits him a bit better, or I don't know if like Alex Neal's taken him like to one side and kind of just explained or just like helped him out a bit more, but. The past two games, he's been um, like much improved, and yeah, yeah, it would have been t- it would have been nice for him to uh, score that opportunity like yeah. towards the end. And I'm not sure if it was going in or not. Actually, I know no. it cleared off the line, but I think it looked like it was kind of going wide. But yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to Charlton before, but it's like it's it's one of those like really old grounds where like if you stood behind the goal to a certain point, you can't see the net in front of you, right? So, like, it, towards it looked like it was going in, but then, yeah, it was going quite wide on the uh, on the highlights. But then Stewart's had a chance where another day he buries it, and he had a he had a few headers in the first half. Yeah, he should have scored. Uh, he should have scored the uh, the one. Well, the ones that went wide. Mm. Then the one where he's headed it sort of to the middle of the goal. I mean, if Broadhead sticks his leg out, mm. it's one nil. Um, Really, because he's so close to it, and he and he can't. The keeper probably couldn't have reacted, but the keep their keep had a really good game. He made a number of good saves. I thought it's that. Um, it was that McGill. McGill yeah, Gilbert, yeah, yeah. He, he always, guy, yeah. Portsmouth. From Portsmouth. Yeah. yeah. He always seems to have a good game against us, which is, you know, quite annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. If we if this game had happened in say like October, November, we'd just kind of like shrug it off, and it'd be like, ah, well, you know. These these games happen. It's just this kind of like now it's the level of anxiety coming like, well, we're not doing what other teams do to yeah. these. It's like Oxford put four past these, MK Dons beat these. It's like 
But as you say, that's just where we are at the moment. Yeah. I think we'll we'll count ourselves unfortunate, I think, at the mm. at the weekend in in, yeah. in isolation. I think we we're a bit unlucky. I think I mean yeah, I mean that's Stuart chance towards the end. That was a good save. He couldn't really have done mm. a lot more with that. Um I think it was a good ball by Embleton though. Mm. And I guess he'll probably be the one who has to come in for Pritchard. Step up it, now, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, you know, he, the fact that he couldn't put his foot down when he's walking off the pitch. Um, like, yeah, it could be him done for the season. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good at all. I mean, no. depending on what he's done, maybe he's just twisted it and there's a bit of swelling there. And it all, but if he's done some ligament or bone damage, then obviously that you would have thought he'd be finished for the season because. That's probably a two month injury, isn't it? Really, yeah. though? like if you've if you've done animal <laughs> ligaments or, bro- or, or broken a bone, maybe we could bring him on like in the playoff final when we're losing, and he's like clearly not fit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that he's got to come back. Yeah, we could bring them both on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you know, it's an opportunity for Embleton. You know, he's been kind of. Found it difficult to cement his place in the team recently. Uh, maybe you know this is a chance for him to, you know, to step up and and show, you know, he's an adequate replacement because he has got a good final ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a consistency with him. If you could see how Neil Neil tries to get the best out of him, like because like you say, you know, there's definitely a player in there. He's got some great goals. He's he's assisted some goals. He's just he never quite fit into what um, Lee Johnson was trying to do, I don't think. And it'll be interesting to see if Alex Neal can identify that actually he's one of our creative players now. So he's, I'm going to need him and mm. see see how that fits in. Um, I mean, having Broadhead back from a creative perspective as well yeah. is, you know, in, in, I'm not talking about his work on the ball, but he does occupy defenders, create those spaces. So, um, yeah, I mean... It is surprising that he's come back so quickly, like you were saying earlier. But it's it's really good that we've got him available, um, and also, you know, we've got the option if we do want to go with the the two up front again with the three at the back, and he wants to keep the shape but make a change and bring say you can keep you can bring Defoe on in that too yeah. and not mm. change it like change yeah. the shape. Um, you know, where at the weekend he had to bring on Clark. Um, who's kind of a different kind of player and pr- probably went with them more like kind of two in behind the forward and he was more coming in from the from the left. Um, it's a very different sort of different setup. So, mm. I mean, he was quite, I thought he was decent again when he came on Clark. He yeah. Probably needs yeah. A, he probably just needs like to create a goal or because for all his good play, he hasn't yet really, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't created anything. He hasn't scored. Yeah, he's like he's so like he's like really raw still, and it's yeah. like I think I think he's uh, playing moves in his head before he's actually carried them out because that's why he keeps he did it a few times where he's just you know like trod on the ball yeah. but instead of like you know, um, but I, I guess that comes with more experience. He's not played like half of our team haven't played for like a year or something like that. And I re- I probably imagine that he'll start tomorrow night because well we've not seen him start yet so and especially with Pritchard out maybe that's the kind of player he's going to go for. 
We'll delve into that. We'll delve into that in, in the rest of the season, actually. So we'll take a little break and we'll come back mm. and we'll talk about the Fleetwood game and just where seventh place Sunderland go from here. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Wise Wednesday podcast. Uh, you were touching on some stuff there, Tom, about you know how none of our players have played for about a million years, and it's, <laughs> at, at every at every corner, we're just reminded of how poor the Jan, January transfer window was, and oh, yes. the, and the, the 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 concern now is that Sunderland have fallen outside the playoffs. The teams around them were in good form, and um, you know we we, we could. Be about to learn. Uh, we could be about to be reminded of how poor it was in the worst possible way because it seemed unthink. Imagine this, like Christmas time, <laughs> talking about Sunderland being outside the playoffs, and you know Gareth saying, "I'm hopeful we can get in the playoffs." Um, on top of talking about Jamajli being our best player, suddenly it's just quite surreal, isn't it? All of this. Well, it is, and it is because yeah, if, someone, well, yeah. if someone told you really, you'd be like. <laughs> No, but I could see that happening. <laughs> I wouldn't be too surprised if that happened. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just the way it goes with Sunderland. It's just all fa- it feels pre-seasoning at the minute, doesn't it? Because these players mm. haven't played, and we've got a new manager. Like this is the kind of questions you normally ask in in August. I feel like it's also like, I mean, if we get there or not, it feels like we're just waiting for the playoffs. It's like the rest of the season's like no one's really that bothered about it anymore. Just like just get in the playoffs and then we'll start like caring again. Well, um, like I said the other week though, I mean that you know that's a very different situation to to where we've been in every season previously because we've been looking at the automatics and then it's been oh it'll have to be the playoffs then. Whereas this time it's always like oh no, I might not go in the playoffs. So if we get mm-hmm. in, you know there'll be a little bit more. Of a, I think an acceptance mm. um, of that of that, and probably a gratefulness, um, as sad as that might sound, because <laughs> we we aren't we aren't guaranteed that at the moment. So, um, I mean, we've only got I was looking at we've only got three of the top ten I think left in our in our fixtures left to play in our last ten games, um, and a lot of the others have to play each other. I'm pretty sure. So, so we so we could win the league. Yeah, we could. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're going to take points of each other, things like that. So 
But, you know, again, it was an opportunity missed on Saturday to put a team in the bottom half away. But I don't feel as though it was one of them where we just, like, were turgid and didn't do that. And, like, against Fleetwood, we've got to make sure that we do we have the performance, but with the finishing. Yeah. It's like this this week now is quite big because I've just noticed that we play crew on at home on Saturday. Yeah. So, as we've said a lot during the season when we've had bad results, you beat... Well, not bad, not necessarily a, a terrible result, just not a great result. But if you beat the next two, like Fleetwood and Crew, who are both atrocious, then then you know some of the teams around us are going to drop points, and then everything looks a bit more rosy. Yeah. And like you said, I didn't know that we only had three of the top ten to play, and that's quite. I mean, you never know. You could go to the end of the season of not lost. It's like it's not inconceivable because yeah. teams in this division put these runs together, and we've put these runs together before. So I don't see why. I don't necessarily see why not. It's like we've had two games now back to back where we've not conceded. So that's a start. If anything. Yeah. Yeah. The play- the players look like they're. There's some coherence there now, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Like you know, and and and, and it, we said before, it wasn't on on nail at all. But my God, the first two or three games he came and he just thought, this is an absolute shambles. It was, it was <laughs> from 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 you know, throughout the pitch and throughout the team. But at least mm. now, that's why I was saying, like you know, I, I kind of feel like because the automatics have gone. Like what you were saying, Tom, where like, oh, this was result was in October against Charlton. You just shrug your shoulders and say it was one of those days. And I, I kind of feel like you can say that a little bit more now because I lost all in the fallout of the playoffs. I just, I just can't see. I, I can't. As long as there's the element of organisation we've seen in the last two games, I just can't see how they wouldn't finish inside the playoffs. Surely, mm. I, 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 surely not. You know, I, I, you know, that could come back and bite us. But <laughs> well, then you, you said you would definitely thought it would go up, and then we won one in ten, I think. So, well, but Lee Johnson got you know, shot, so. yeah, exactly. Um, so, I think if anything, you, I do show sure I know that what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, th- I think um, you know the defensive thing is an interesting one because obviously having options further up the pitch to retain the ball for longer spells and obviously push forward into the opposition's half and put them under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, means that we're not going to be, you know, overworked. You know, think about in terms of organisation, how many times we give the ball away in forward areas and we get broken on in numbers and we've got no opportunity to recover. Um, that's not, we haven't seen that in the last couple of games. Yeah, I thought, like our pressing was really aggressive yeah. on, on Saturday, which is great, great to see. And that's, you know, that's the way, as you mentioned, that's the way we can stop getting giving away these daft goals like we were against yeah. teams like MK Dons. I mean, so you think a lot of the goals we conceded recently as well have been that sort of, you know, we get we get broken on. You probably go back to the Akron Stanley game and, you know, that was probably the mm. beginning of the end, really. Like, if mm. you, when you think about it, you know, that draw, really bad result um, after that Sheffield Wednesday game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, so... I don't know. That's... I think there's a, lot to be, there's a lot to be positive about, I think, with Neil, you know. I know it's early days and and don't really want to talk about being in League One next season, but I feel as though in that in, in the choice we've made with, with him, I think it's been a good... The way we got there was bad, but I think the outcome <laughs> yeah. has been ultimately good. I think 
if he stays around, Gareth, his role and contract is well. Uh, it doesn't fill you full of confidence, does uh, it? Well, he's well. Is it's a twelve months rolling contract, so whatever that means. I mean, I assume it's it's not it's not going to end in um, February next year, is it? It's it's, it's going to be till the end of the season, isn't it? Mm. So, and managers generally only stay around anyway, unless like unless they get promoted for eighteen months tops. Anyhow, as we've, we've seen, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, you know, someone like Alex Neil probably not. You know, often managers will take this job because they're not getting an opportunity, probably to manage a bigger club. Um, and when the opportunity comes up, they think, right, I'll have a bash at that and see how I get on. Um, mm. I feel with Neil is definitely there's something there's something about the way he speaks and um, you wouldn't be surprised if he got offered a better job in the summer. Maybe, maybe but not. That, that's but, what I'm talking about. But, with the got, but he won't be. Not, but he won't be not, if he probably won't yeah. if. If we don't finish in the playoffs, mh. um, we, yeah. oh no, I'd, I'd, yeah, playoffs, I'd have to get us in the playoffs and so, stuff. But then, I mean, I, it wouldn't be, it would leave him left, very... it wouldn't leave long left on his contract, I guess. No, well, I mean, he'd have another season left on his contract, but anyway, I mean, I don't, I just think generally he seems to be, um, a, a good fit, um, yeah. for, for us. And I think, you know, if he, if he is here in the summer and he gets an opportunity to, Put his stamp on the recruitment a little bit, and maybe temper some of that. Um, you know the the stop the, buying the, children policy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying yeah. to think of a way to put it diplomatically, but yeah, yeah. it's like maybe play, a bit more buy balance. players. Yeah, buy players that are ready to play. Yeah, and and you can have you can buy a couple of these young lads, but don't just have the entire squad of them. Yeah, because as we found out. It goes all well, and then it hits January, and then they're all fucked. Yeah, <laughs> so... absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know the, the, it was terrible. It's been terrible. He's got a lot of hands for speaking for this year, really, because the yeah. I, the idea is right and the data approach and the young players, but I can't. And we've always said it. We're not just you know um, being revisionist here. We always said that's fine. But in every time we do a conversation, there was never any reference to short term. It was always mid to long term, mm, long term. Yeah. It was never any short term's important as well. I'd love to sit and listen to Speakman try and explain his strategy to, to Neil because I think he would have none of it. Um, you <laughs> There'd know, be a lot of words. Yeah. Well, there. yeah. Where Lee Johnson would have been taking notes and saying, oh, I like that word. I'm going to drop, <laughs> I'm going to drop that. I'm going to phrase, um, you know, that point like this, um, where Neil would just be like, not having any of this bullshit yeah. I feel like. So. I think you've got to push. I think, you know, it's important to have, you can work with people and, you know, be successful, but still have people who push back. Um, yeah. You know, at the top. And that's what you're talking about. Is the basically the two most important people in, on the football side of thing are Speakman and, and the manager. So I think you can't have a situation where one of them's getting the wrong way all the time. You've got to have, mm. the, there's got to be some sort of resistance um, because otherwise, well, what's the point in having two people? You might as well just have one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's the fact that Neil came out basically straight away and said, you know, he made that comment, didn't he? It's like you've you've got to win in the short term, regardless of your long term ambition. And to do that, you need <laughs> to furnish your squad with, you know, some experienced heads who. 
know how to win at this level and and sort of have the right blend. And I think we've always said we've not really quite had the right blend in the squad. We said that in January. Um, you know, to be fair, actually kind of using Matete as the example, um, where we're saying maybe it would have been better to bring in someone with a little more experience. However, he's been pretty impressive, I think. Um, and he's a young player, but he has played a lot of games at this level. This, so. this That's the thing. That's the difference. Like, Matete's looked like our best signing because he's played in this league for quite a while. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, the other lads that we've brought in from academies, they haven't played at this level before. Or they've only played under 23 as football. And that, yeah, that's the main difference. I do, t- I do think it's good that um, Alex Neal does listen to this podcast because I'm, we, we did say uh, last season that it's all well and good having a long-term plan, but if you lose every week, there's no point. Yeah. So, so hello, Alex. Been listening. <laughs> well, I, uh, I did mention in past on Twitter that someone came up to me after I came out of Charlton train station. It was Alex Neal. No, it wasn't Alex, but I reckon Alex Neal has the same opinion if you listen to me. Uh, and he just, first of all, he said I was from uh, another rival podcast, shall we say. Uh, and then, rival. <laughs> well, whatever. And then he said, uh, yeah, I do enjoy it, but you are quite annoying. So. <laughs> it's weird well, that, you know, that people is <laughs> like. Uh... Honesty is all you want from people. He, he was a nice guy. And I was just a bit like, well, I am. So I, I do take your point. Do you think it's weird though that people are quite people would like if 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 you saw like an actor in the street, you wouldn't <laughs> go up with them and go, oh, um that but people film, will the people will though. You would you yeah, wouldn't yeah. all the time. Yeah, you that wouldn't film, and we wouldn't yeah. and I wouldn't and Tom wouldn't, but people do. That film you were in. Didn't really like it, mate. <laughs> you really don't think that happens? Well, it will like, do, that's what I'm saying, yeah, but like, yeah. why? Why, why yeah, do Rob that? Ry- <laughs> like Rob Ryder on Partridge. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Need- needlessless day. Yeah. I had the last laugh. It didn't really do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That That is it, though, isn't it? It's like, but anyway, I mean... People always say nice things to me anyway. They go, nobody they ever speaks, nobody when, ever comes When they see me in a way, I tend to get nice comments, just shouted normally across a few people, and that's it. That's good. But, Did well, it, does a cheer go up from the, from the, from the, crowd, <laughs> from the crowd around? And then I get, and then I get pints bought for us. and yeah. uh, <laughs> carried, yeah. carried into the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll get you to your seat. Steve we'll get you to your seat. Don't worry yeah. about that. Lift them, lift them. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just saying people are generally nice, which is good. Um, I always welcome constructive criticism, and I thought that was quite constructive of him. So, yeah, well, <laughs> so thank, thanks for that. Whoever you're not going to stop being annoying, though. So no, no, I'm not constructive no you know, you've got to embrace the brand now. That's uh, yeah, that's... but I'm, I'm on the sensible podcast today, so tired podcast today. There's loads podcast. of energy, yeah, uh, coming through here, isn't there? <laughs> This is not one going to be. It's not going to be one of the one of the classics. Is not one for the well, ages. Well, no. yeah. well, it's not ni- one for the ages. There's your title the for the podcast. It's, a, it's the ninth. Uh, it's it's the ninth birthday today, Stephen. Actually, of is it really? Podcast, oh yeah, well, yeah, now it it's even worse. We should have made like an effort the to seventh, do something. Yeah, not like you know, what did you do on your anniversary? It probably had one of the worst, just dullest podcasts we've ever had. There you go. The, the ninth. <laughs> the ninth. It was the seventh of March, wasn't it? Seventh of March, twenty thirteen, was the first well, Wise Men Say podcast. Well, Ten year anniversary, we'll do something if if the world's still in one piece by then. We'll uh, we'll do yeah. something. We'll do it like something a live show in a crater somewhere. 
<laughs> in a bunker, in a in bunker. underground bunker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to live underground in like in the metro, <laughs> in like in the metro lines. So uh, that'd be. Fun. Anyway, you want to talk about Fleetwood? Yeah. <laughs> to just, uh, well, just speeding up. Yeah, 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 yeah. To try to like make it a bit more interesting, Fleetwood haven't won. They haven't won since the beat Rotherham, yeah. which was in January. They have. They've, if you're a Fleetwood fan, talking, you would say, "Well, at least against the in inverted commas better teams, we tend to do all right." They beat the beat Rotherham. They drew with Plymouth. They drew with MK Dons. They drew with Portsmouth. Drew with us. Yeah. Yeah. But we've never beaten them yet, have we? Inexplicably drew with us. Is that still the thing? We beat them last year too. Did we? Did we? In the uh, in a midweeker. Right. We all seem to play them midweek, Fleetwood. Yeah. That have we played them on a Saturday? We played them on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think we played them once on a Saturday. I think when we drew one all. Yeah, that was we the got, first like, season Maguire. down here. No, Maguire's... Oh, yeah, we've had two then. We've had yeah. one away and one at home. The home one, we drew one all in the away one. We drew one all. Uh, Maguire got, scored a penalty late on. Wasn't that New Year's Day? Oh, it might have been New... Oh, it was, yeah. yeah it so was, maybe it wasn't it a was. Saturday. Yeah. They, uh, so there you go. Always claimed... midweek, Fleetwood. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we should... So we should yeah, we should be... We should be these, but... Well, you never know, do you? <laughs> There you go. There's my hot take. Are you glad you brought it back on the Fleetwood now, Tom? Well, I just wanted to go away from uh, all the other horrible things. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about that. I'll be fine. Oh, God. Any, any, you know, Pritchard's obviously the the, what we've discussed, and Embleton seems like a, or does he seem like a natural placement? Because you've got got Roberts and you've got Clark, people who. You know, is he going to go gonna, with the? Gonna want um, a chance. Is he going to go with the the two with the back three, or is he going to go to a three three behind one at front and go to a back four? What's he going to do? That's the thing. It's obviously that does change some aspects of the selection because obviously if we go to the, keep the two up top, I don't think he's going to play. Um, he'll, he'll play Embleton, won't he? Because mm. I doubt he'll play Clark. So, I think it could be a straight swap for Pritchard and Embleton. I think it will be. Well, didn't they? Wasn't there? You know, Charlton played three at the back, didn't he? So we matched them up. Yeah. Fleetwood played three. They played three. Yeah. They played, well, I've just. I'm not going to pretend I knew. I've just looked. They played three. The back, <laughs> they played three. <laughs> they played three at the back in their last game. So if that's the way they go, it could do the same again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. And I, I'm not sure if he'll. St- Play Embleton for two. Uh, Embleton, sorry, Broadhead for two games yeah. running. So I think it could be. I wouldn't be surprised if Clark replaces Broadhead yeah. for this game, and then yeah. Broadhead um, is, and then maybe save him for the Saturday game. Mm. Do the the Christmas tree formation with the two mm. behind with the two behind Stewart, and I've, I'll be that'll be all right. It might just be a super fit lad, like you see. You know, he wasn't the. Wasn't eased in anywhere, shape or form. It was just like he was—he wasn't there one minute, and then the next minute, it's like, oh, bro, it's starting. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I said at the top of the, the show. He—he he was really sharp for someone who's been out for that long, and yeah, you might be right. Maybe he's just naturally um, like fit. It's like, and he can just hit the ground running straight away. Yeah, I mean, but he has been it, out since December, though. I mean, yeah. he's been out for a long time. Mm. Um. In terms of getting fit again, 
So maybe mm. they've just taken them to the point of like 95% at Everton and sent them on rather than getting them to the point of like 60% and send them to Sunderland because then maybe we've like always been training for three weeks and we can see him and then it's like, oh, well, he's probably going to be about ready now. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, you, yeah, yeah. you know, the fact he's just arrived, maybe it's just it's gone like, well, yeah, he's ready to play again. In you come. So, um, I mean, if you fit... You can play, can't you? I mean, ultimately, that's, that's all that matters. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't really got time to start like easing everybody in, you know. And, and Broadhead has had games, so if he's available and he's fit and he's an option, as we've seen, he's just gone right. Well, we'll we'll get him in. It 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 didn't go badly at all, like you say. It was I thought he was incredibly sharp. He had a really decent game. Um. How much importance do we do we put on this one game then? Because I kind of feel like you know we beat we're gonna wear, but it wasn't you know it was a wear like and the stadium like can be difficult when you're just not winning games and we've not done it for a bit there and I feel like failure to win this game would just really really get people down. I feel well if we don't win it, it'd be akin to the past two games that we've had to. But if the performance is anything like Saturday's game, then we should have no problem winning this game. Yeah. And like, yeah, we didn't win it, but the, like the on Saturday, but the the performance was great and encouraging. And you just need to have play like that again against Fleetwood, and we could be like two, three up at half time, and then we, then it's yeah. like it's all done and dusted. Then happy days. And uh, yeah, sorry. No, it's alright. Go on. No, I just said, and then like like the stadiums, bound, like everyone's a bit feeling a bit better about themselves, and then it got, has nice momentum going into a a game against Crew where we should just batter them, in theory. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we can get an early goal, mm. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we came out of the game winning heavily again. Yeah. Um oh, calm down. But we've seen it we've seen this group of players. I don't know. I can't say that I'm damaged. I think I'm damaged off the last couple of months too much. <laughs> I mean to foresee like a, a something that like a really positive result. Yeah, I, I think I understand why, but you know, I'm, I feel I feel good about the the way we we've gone we've approached the last couple of games, we look a lot. We're very we've been very well organised, um, and that gives me hope because it doesn't feel as though it's a bit of a roll of the dice. And you know, if it works, it works sort of thing. It feels like there's a little bit more behind it. Um, maybe you know, Alex and I might approach games in a, in a different way. Heard he's a bit more studious about analysing the opposition. Obviously, we've seen that where he's selected teams to match up, um, things like that. So, I think if he does it, I think he, you know, if, if they're going three at the back, I think we probably will. And there's probably not much of a reason to to make many alterations, is there, to to, to the side unless unless fitness is an issue. Um, Thought you know, I thought Gooch had a good game at the weekend as well, actually. Mm. And you know, yeah, that right in that right wing back area, and obviously he can be a bit hit and miss, as we know. So, um, I'd be tempted if they play him three at the back to kind of keep it generally the same, and, and maybe, like you say, 
if Broadhead can't play, take Clark out, take Clark in, bring Clark in for him, and bring in Embleton for for Pritchard. Probably mm-hmm. yeah. that'd be it. Yep, I'd go with that. There you go, sorted, Stephen. Don't yeah. have to say anything if you don't want to. Do you know what's quite well? Do you know because you know what's coming to me attention while we've been recording and this stuff's gonna happen, and this might have spiced the pot up a little bit. The minutes have. Oh right, from I was just the, thinking about that. From the yeah, Red White Army meeting with KLD. Oh, so, uh, something for you and Matt on Thursday, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Great. There you go, yeah. Chris. There if you you're go. listening, you, you're on the pod on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So not this one. Not one for the ages. Um. The uh, and yeah, we'll we'll give us something to look at, um, on Thursday alongside hopefully another win. Um, I do, I do think we'll we'll do it by hook or by crook, like on uh, tomorrow night. So, everybody in that line of thinking, no more yeah. hiccups, yeah. I, I think after the past two games, I think we'll have enough to beat these. Good, agree, Gareth. Yes, there we go. Great. Well, thanks for putting up with that. Um, I did have uh, I did have a good holiday, lads. By the way, as well. You know, I was asking you about your shit trips to like York and London, and pretending I was interested in not one of you. Oh, All right. Bothered ask me about how oh, where, where, where did you go? Like Caribbean Benidorm. That's where you went. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you about all that rubbish. I don't know if that's how it's branded, but maybe, maybe, yeah. No, it was good. Thanks. Dominican Republic, have you been? <laughs> no, no. no. Okay, fair enough. I once went to somewhere that was referred to the armpit of Spain. So, Is that? Know, uh, it was Loretta. Loretta Mar. Mar. Yes, yeah. well, I've been there as well. Absolutely horrific. <laughs> really, really terrible, awful place. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I went there for a long weekend. I stag do about uh, ten years ago. I can't, I can't, I can't remember any of it, to be honest. Yeah, I went on a stag do there as well. Yeah. Not too long, a couple of years ago, and it was uh, horrendous. I have uh, no intentions of ever going. There. No, don't go there. No, stay at home. <laughs> go to York. Go to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do don't all those. Go there, there are. <laughs> yeah. It's a silly or place. Or Dominican Republic or Egypt. Or These Egypt. are nice places. Yeah. Yeah. Totally skinned, actually. So don't do that. Uh, you know, unless it's for a wedding or something, probably. Right. I thought you got a oh, Turk well. anyway, Stephen. You what, sorry? I thought you got a turkey anyway. Oh, yeah, I did listen to that. Yeah. I listened yeah. to, listen to your stupid um, humor on the pod coming back on the plane, actually. Oh, wow. Stupid humor. Yeah, well, not back on the plane from Turkey though, because it obviously hasn't worked. No, it's too. Uh, it's still, if, there. if you did yeah. go to Turkey, I, 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 back. I can't just rock up with a hair transplant now. It's been too long. Um, I think you with, should, and then just act one. like, just act like, like Jimmy White. Like, well, obviously he hasn't got it. He's just got. But, a, well, that's what that's some, some players do anyway. Like, it's some of the footballers, some of the footballers who's do. Gonna, just suddenly who's pretend gonna like. Who's going to pull you on this? Like, that's, like it's like, bad, like it's bad form, isn't it? Like it's the it would be the elephant in the room. Like, <laughs> no, I don't feel like um, no, I don't feel like uh, us baldies are uh, protected enough yet. <laughs> in line with other minorities, I don't think we're there. Like gingers, uh, you're not yeah, really minority. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, your society's going that way. Do you know what I mean? That's uh, you'll probably not be allowed to call people bald in a few years. <laughs> The same, same as offensive. Follically challenged. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've missed that ball. You'll probably be able to get stuff like that on the NHS one day. What I know, what I've noticed in, in when I was in New York at the and um, walking around, like as a glasses wearer, um, actually quite fat, find it offensive because I need glasses. 
and there's yeah. lots of people just walking around with like glasses on their head. <laughs> like there really is like 70% of people with glasses not wearing them properly, just on their heads. It's like, well, you need them or you don't. Stop. I don't know. I don't know who you want glasses on your head. I don't really know who you want us to contact about this. I don't don't know. (laughs) The ombudsman. The the ombudsman, yeah. The (laughs) glasses ombudsman. Yeah. And Stephen can contact the ombudsman. Glasses, you know, that's fine, isn't it? When I was a kid, people used to get grief for glasses, and that doesn't happen anymore. So society's definitely moved on, like, in terms of that. (laughs) There you go. So not calling people specky, specky for eyes. No, anymore. you're not allowed. See, it's fair. Not allowed. Not well, allowed. You, well, you know, but you wouldn't, would you? Like, no, like you would just. I, I think you <laughs> if you were standing up all bright and then somebody calling you, went, all right, four eyes. I think you'd be just shocked as much as anything, yeah. wouldn't you? Because yeah, it's, it's just so old yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, a bit, yeah that's it? what it means. Like Retro. twenty years, twenty years ago, <laughs> yeah. that might bullying. well have happened. Yeah. You know, in Loretta <laughs> right, Mar, yeah. certainly. Simpler times. You know, you know that's what it was. Retro bullying—that's what we need. we need to bring that back. It's got too complicated now. It's like all online and you know, online smear campaigns to ruin people's lives. When back then it was just specky, specky four eyes, or he just needed to flick you know, someone's nose. ear. Oh, yeah, flick someone's ear. There you go. Chinny reckon things like that. You know, like mock people for saying things. You know, it was just it was you know simpler times. Cry, you used to cry yourself to sleep for a lot simpler reasons back then. Oh, you know, well, the <laughs> well, best best end is before we get really deep now. And turn out. I know we always say the you know we, the podcast can be counselling sessions, but that's it's another avenue all like ever to go down. That right? Well, okay. you know, I thought the ending was better. That, that was the best bit of the pod. I thought actually. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done that at the start. Yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have a crack on the batter at the start and then you know, get their interest and then start talking about Sunland. So never mind. Uh, we're all off to go and read those minutes now, I guess. Um, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Tom's like uh, yeah, 15 minutes yeah. before the pod is, uh, starts. Oh, yeah, we, just, yeah. we just wait until Chris gives us all a summary. Yeah, yeah gives us the York, when yeah. Chris has done the York note, we can, uh, we can have an opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.